What a beautiful morning that we are able to come together and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Um, as we were praising, I felt that um, we, we, we saying we bringing a sacrifice unto the Lord. An aroma. Something that smells beautiful. So when you enter a place, a certain place, I won't call it. There are these sprays that you buy from clicks and shop right. So that you can make the place to smell otherwise a little bit better. So now, the presence of the Lord, I am not thinking what you are thinking. So the presence of the Lord, when the praises goes up, we invite the presence. Now we must allow the presence to take over. It is not a one-way trip. We don't just offer, offer and say, Lord, now we are tired, we are moving. We will see you next week again. We will come and praise and praise and then we will move out again. But we must allow also the aroma of God to deal with that what to deal with that which doesn't smell good in our lives. So in other words, when the aroma of God moves in our midst. It deals with our weaknesses. It deals with our heavy loads. It deals with our brokenness. It is an aroma. It comes in to bring a good smell. But of God, it brings, it fixes our lives. If we don't allow it, we will come out here being tired because we have been dancing, we have been lifting, but we have never given ourselves time for the presence. Same thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we when we come into the presence of God, we must come with an expectation to grow from one level to another. We cannot want to be only on the same level. We cannot only be the people who sing songs that says wangi tatala, wangi begala, wangi kipala. We are singing the same song, but we are being kept on one level. There must be a reason why we are singing it for I was here. And then he brought me to another level. If I, was, if I had a load, he took it away. So I'm at another level. I am not at the same level of a load or heaviness I was last week or a year before or a year before. But God continues to move me from one level of glory to the other level of glory. Because he is God. The time has come that we are no longer moved. 
by what we go through. But we are moved by the presence of God. Many are times where we were moved by the things that surround us. And then we become emotional. We react because we are people. We react because we are flesh. But as we grow, we learn not to react. Why? Because the presence of God is with us. The Bible says, greater is he who is in us. So when he is in us, he reacts on our behalf. We don't have to react on our own. God is the one who retaliates for us. We read him from the book of Jude. So there are three scriptures I would like to read. So we work around those three scriptures. So three scriptures. I pray that the word of God will help me and you that it will take us to another level. That is why we come. We were born we were called and after we were born again we continue to grow anything that doesn't grow it dies that's why it can even die within the church because it is not growing anything that doesn't move you will see with the tires getting flat because it is not moving some of the things that happen is that you can pack a vehicle it doesn't have a, a, a slow punch. But after three years, you find the tires are on the ground. Because over time, the sun starts to heat up on the tire. And the tire develops cracks. And as it develops cracks, it starts losing its air. So we as Christians also, when we don't grow, when we don't move, we will remain within the midst of those who are growing but dead Jude chapter of the chapters Jude a born servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James writes this letter to those who are called God's chosen ones, the elect, dearly loved by God the Father and kept, secure and set apart for Jesus Christ. May mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you, filling your heart with the spiritual well-being and the serenity experienced by those who walk closely with God. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write about our common salvation. So Jude was writing about something that is common. I was compelled to write to you agently. So there's a change of writing. I was compelled to write to you agently. Appealing that you fight strenuously for the defense of the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. The faith that is the sum of Christian belief that was given verbally to believers. 
For certain people have crept in unnoticed, just as if they were sneaking in by the side door. They are ungodly persons who, whose condemnation was predicted long ago. For they distort the grace of our God in the, in the dis, uh, decadence. No, this English is not the same as the English I learned when I was still in Premat. <laughs> and immoral freedom, doing it as an opportunity to do whatever they want and deny and disown our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to remind you, although you are fully informed once and for all, that the Lord, after saving out the people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed who did not believe, who refused to trust and obey and rely on him. I feel this morning God wants to bring some reminders. You know, when the Bible starts saying, for I, I, now I want to remind you. So it, you, you can't be reminded of something that you don't know. When he starts talking about, I am reminding you. I heard the young people here saying, guide them. They must be guided, guided and guided. Now, normally we use the ways that says, do you want me to remind you again? Well, it depends where they are and at which stage. You know, there's those other reminders and, and the other reminders. That you say, do you want to, me to remind you? So you only remind of what you have learned before. Mark chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 13. Three scriptures. I want you to know this scripture that we have just read and we are going to Matthew chapter 13. You need to read Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13. Yes, please. Matthew chapter 13. We are reading from verse 1 to 18 and then we jump to 24 to 29. Not chapter, but verse. Yes, Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 18. And we will jump and go to 24 to, 24 to 29. If you don't find it, you can read it from your heart or you can read it from the... It's just found closer to Revelation. You know, there was a time where it was like a sin to search... A chapter, you know, it's like when you search a chapter, the cocoa thing, they look at you like, ah, this one doesn't read the Bible, this one doesn't, and, and you'll be scared, you know, you'll just look at, just check, like, even when you turn the page, you don't go, wah, wah. you just go like slowly. <laughs> You're even afraid to go to index. Imagine, imagine why they made index, they made it so that we can go and refer. And find and look at the page. And you are here. Some of you were doing that, looking at us. Chapter 1, verse 13. Chapter 13, verse 1 to 18. 1. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him. So that he got on a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went to sow. And when he sowed, 
some seed fell on the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 24. 24. To 29. To 30, sorry. To 30. Of the same chapter. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while he slept, his enemy came and sowed tars among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, the tars also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it, does it that we have tars? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? He said, No. Lest while you gather them up, the tars will also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather the tars and bind them into bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat to my barn. Hallelujah. We, we read this morning and learn from the book of Matthew. As Jesus talks, about, talks to the church about the parables or talks to the crowds about the parables. Through parables, sorry. There are many things that Jesus taught his people and his church. Some, it was a plain teaching. And some he spoke in parables. But this morning, particularly, I want to talk to you as a good soil. I'm not talking to you as a rocky, as a rocky surface or as a, a stony surface. I'm talking to you as a good soil. I am talking to you from verse 7 when it says, other seeds, okay, no, verse 8. Still some seed fell on a good soil where it produced a crop. A hundred and sixty and thirty times was sown. Now, the good soil represented a heart that received Jesus. It was a soil that manages that managed to produce. Whatever that was planted in that heart managed to grow. Whatever seed that was put there managed to germinate. There was a time when it was planted. Some of us here were not born being born again. 
I know. Some of us here were not born being born again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, Jesus says, some fell on a good soil. Now he speaks to them in parables. Speaking in parables doesn't mean he's hiding the truth away from them. He even explains to them that he is not hiding the truth. Because Jesus reveals God. So if God was to be hidden from us, then Jesus wouldn't reveal him. So he comes in to reveal God. But there is significant wisdom hidden with, through the parables. So when Jesus speaks of parables or in parables, it means we as the recipient of this word should take the word not only by hearing but also by knowledge and understanding. We need to give thought to what Jesus is saying through parables. Because processes are hidden within parables. There is beginning and processing of everything. When you are given a task at work, they don't give you, especially you are working as managers and leaders and whatsoever. They simply say, by end of June, we want to reach a target and our target is this. It's not parable, but within that, you need to start dismantling the whole thing and finding a way how to achieve that. In the golden olden days, they used to speak in proverbs. I don't know if I should call them parables, but it's not parables. Now, let me simplify it. So, Mutswana Habua. No, but I mean, oh. Mutswana Habua. Uri. Tipi Uri Lekelebelo Mutawakinamil. Now, you have to find the meaning of word out of words. Same, yeah. I get now is what is now idioms. Is issue. Is issue. Now, Jesus speaks in parables. Now, the disciples are not shocked about parables because parables were even spoken in the book of Hosea. So it is not a new thing to speak in parables. But their concern is about those ones who do not understand. Now Jesus says, but I'm not talking, I'm talking to you because you has, this has been revealed to you. So you're going to walk in the spirit to understand the things of the spirit. You cannot want to walk in, in the flesh and understand the things of the spirit. There are battles that you would fight, but you must fight them in the spirit. You cannot want to fight the battles of the spirit in the flesh. The Bible says, and then it fell on a good soil. But you see, the good soil has no problem of producing. There is nothing wrong with the good soil. It will produce. Because it is a good soil. 
I don't have to explain good soil. If it was the bad soil, it will be the one in the desert where nothing grows. But the Bible clearly says this was a good soil. And it produced. Now, as, as we read, and Jesus told them another, the kingdom of heaven is like, is like a man. And, and, and he continues to say, the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. So now you are talking to people who are kingdom-minded. You cannot talk to people. You can't reveal the kingdom to people who are clueless about the kingdom. When you reveal, when, you see, when, I mean, I'm an idioms. idioms. Everywhere there's idioms are with every language. But when they speak the idioms, you need to catch what they are saying. Explanation. Hallelujah. Now, the kingdom of God is like. And then we go to God and say, Father, let your will be done. As it is done where the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, you must understand that you need to comprehend what the kingdom looks like. If you don't comprehend what the kingdom looks like, anything that comes through, you take it. Anything that looks like a kingdom will become a kingdom to you. Anything that looks like a kingdom will become a kingdom to you. Anything that looks... <laughs> Now, the Bible says the kingdom of God is like this. Now, hear it. It's like this. A man who sowed a good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed wheat amongst the wheat we born I can give it. You know, we, you know, the, our English is still a little bit, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, slavery type of English. <laughs> so wheat, wheat. Yeah, you know. So you must be careful when I say wheat and wheat, not, not the other, <laughs> not the other one. Ukula. <laughs> so, so when. When, when we were sleeping, I want you to follow me. We, we're going to finish not long, but just follow me. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came. The enemy comes 
You're not going to stop the enemy from coming. It is not within you to stop the enemy from coming. You don't invite the enemy to come. You don't ask the enemy to come and interfere with your life. But the enemy will come. Now when you sleep because you are tired, the enemy comes. And when you wake up, you don't see that the enemy has come. They woke up a few days after planting. There was not yet any sprouting of the crop. Everything was clean. But they didn't know that the enemy visited the fields. They didn't know that at night when we were sleeping the enemy came and but uh, his enemy came and sowed wheat amongst the wheat and went away and he went away and he was not worried about the process because he knew that you are going to water but he is not worried because what he has done takes roots when you don't see what the enemy did you were called the Bible says for I knew you while you were still in your mother's womb while you were still being knitted together I knew you. I called you. I destined you. I called you to your purpose. Now, when the purpose sprouts, when the purpose starts coming off the ground, I want you to understand. We don't ask the enemy to come. We don't ask to be born where we are born. We don't ask to have hate. We don't get born with bitterness. But the enemy works underground. Before you are called. Because he knows you might be born again at the age of 18 because you are called. But he destroys the family at the level where you are still even not yet born. So when you come up, you land where you would wish you and you didn't land there. Are you hearing me? You land in the circumstances that you didn't wish for. The enemy has done this. When you were sleeping, when they were sleeping, when the wheat sprouted, and formed heads, then the wheat also appeared. When the wheat sprouted, when you reach your potential, 
when you get to the level where God has called you, when you see what God is doing on your, in your life, you wonder why things are starting to crumble down. You feel like you were at the door, things were happening, you are getting there. Let me simplify it. There are battles that we fight. And after fighting so much battles, we break down. It's cartel. It's fine. There are marriages that overcomes battles. Throughout they overcome. Throughout they overcome. And at the point where they're supposed to enjoy that they have overcame, they break. They break. You work hard. Very hard. For a car that you are wishing for. And after buying that car, you don't enjoy it. You wish for a child. And after wishing for so long for a child, when the child is there, you break because you don't enjoy the child anymore. The groundwork that the enemy puts in in the morning when they woke up, they didn't see what the enemy had done. But what was happening underground, what was happening underground, it is, it is, it is huge, it is, it is dangerous. Underground, underground, the roots develops. Anything that, when the seed goes underground, it doesn't go up before it goes down. The seed doesn't go up before it goes down. It first establishes itself underground. The enemy planted so that he can also within himself underground. I don't know why I am like this, but I am like this. But Jesus says, be he transformed by the renewal of your mind. You cannot be that person. You cannot be that one that you would say, I just, I don't know. As was what they did to me, I just, I don't, you won't understand. No. It was done for the very same purpose. It was woven under. It had roots. The enemy cannot kill God's destiny. He has no power to kill God's destiny. When you are blessed, when you are called, when you are God's child, the enemy cannot do anything unless you allow him to do it. You see, we must get to a point in life where we don't care anymore. Okay, they care on the other side. Where we don't care anymore. 
That was the time I was feeling idols. You walk in the midst of a war zone. In the midst of a war zone. In the midst of family uh, feuds. In the midst of children not knowing but you still walk. I remember one day uh, so we were doing some work. Let me call it work. For the lack of other better words. So when we were doing that work uh, one, some of our guys had a had an accident. Where we, where we lost one guy. And then after that, there, there were some stones studied lying there that were damaged. And one of these clients was like to me, you know, when, firstly, firstly they said to me, but he gave me, maybe my what what is not sleeping well. And I remember I had four, four different people's stones in the car. So if that one says he is not sleeping well, and that one is not, did they phone each other to say, we are not sleeping well? So that's why they are damaging. That's why there's an accident. Then later on, she turned around and said to me, You know, you see, I'm, a, I'm also a praying woman. But you know, and I also check on things if God they're still okay. God Maybe you must check, you know, and see if there's nothing behind. But then I recalled that greater is He who has my back. And I said, So I recalled at that very moment that there are times in life when you are challenged, you must remember who calls you. So I put work clubs. Some of you might not be familiar with work clubs. But because some of us used to use some certain type of mode of transport, and that transportation to keep it in line, you better put work clubs on that transportation. Because that transport, it can get a bit distracted. So for you to make sure that it doesn't get distracted, you must put work clubs. So I decided I'm going to put work clubs. I said, Lord, oh, does an accident choose me? Accident happens everywhere. You see, we, we should understand the Bible says because the Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and everything that exalts itself up against the knowledge of God. For our, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not against your parents. Our struggle is not against your ex-husband. It's not against your father. It's not against your mother. He left you before you were born. I almost said good riddance, but I, I just decided let me not. To him, not to you. Because when you are called, even the things that has happened before you were born cannot alter or change the call of God in your life. Do you... I meant it the other way. For our struggle it's not against what we see. Our struggle when the Bible says struggle the time I was in uh, in uh, Tanzania in 1852, our struggle in King at that time in King our struggle in King was against flesh and blood, was against the apartheid regime. But now when I came back from the struggle. Then I became born again. Then my struggle changed. Because it was no longer a struggle against the things I see. I could differentiate between what I need to fight and what I don't need to fight. I know when to stand and walk and hear and walk. I don't just engage. Bullets are expensive. Energy is expensive. I don't want to reach there. And I'm tired. I don't want to reach there. And then I break. Because I was waging war on my own. I was struggling. It's not against flesh and blood. They go to Jesus. Jesus, they go to the master. When they go to the master, they say, Master, we have problems. We have problems. There's a problem here. We know what we planted. We know what is supposed to come out of this. We know that I'm born again. But I'm not expecting some of these things. Master, please hear me. I don't understand what is happening. I'm expecting to bear fruits. I don't expect me to be coming out next to the weed. Not I don't expect to be coming out of the weeds. But I'm expecting the weeds. Not with. Are you cool? Hallelujah.
the parables gives you an analogy a process of seed wheat bread seed wheat bread but along that process the enemy is not going to sit and say oh, let, let me see how he comes out he comes in at night. He plants his things. Then he goes back and says, let me watch self-destruction. You know they say that they say, when you hate somebody, it's like a, I can't remember, like, you know, you know, you know when people talk this nice English, you know, when you hate, so I'm going to write a book. <clears throat> when you hate somebody, it's like drinking a poison and you want the other one to, to die. And, but you, and, but you and, also and don't want to get poison. And you die self. So, the enemy wants to put us in a position of self-destruction. He doesn't want to do the work of killing you. Because he knows it is impossible to kill you. He cannot kill destiny. He cannot touch destiny. But he can plant next. And wait. And wait. And wait. When they woke up, they said, Master, we see. You see, when we react in flesh, we take the battle into our own very hands. We don't know when it is the right time to fight or strike. We become emotional. We react because we are people. We don't hate because we choose to hate. We hate because we react. You react. Bitterness comes from reaction. He hurt me so bad that even Jesus can't forgive. I know you are lying. Jesus can forgive him. He says, the enemy planted. Now they are growing together. When Jesus, you must understand, the reaction that we have is emotional, it's fleshly. You need to understand, it's emotional. It's, if you don't believe me, ask Peter. When they touch Jesus, he reacted the best way he knew how to. Not my master. I will defend my master. He reminded me when I was in Arusha. He took out a sword. And he struck the servant of the high priest. You must understand emotions can make you become 
blind. He didn't just strike a mere soldier. He stroke. Is it stroke? A crafter strike in there must be something stroke. coming. The past stroke. So he stroke. Oh, struck. Whichever one. So he struck the servant of the high priest. So the order of this guy was higher position. Emotions can make you do things that when you sit back, you think, yeah, was it me? No, it wasn't me. There, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Because it is emotional. They woke Jesus. Master, you are sleeping while we are dying. You must understand time, emotions can influence how you react. You know, in church, they put a very big clock. Because they are saying, if you can read the one that goes tick, 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 you must read the one that goes. Let's, let's, let's lend it. The enemy did this. He replied. The servant asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the wheat, you may uproot with the wheat. I said parables. You don't read them like you are reading a love story. You read them with thinking. If you're thinking, but Jesus, I mean, they are growing together. Why don't I just master? Why don't I just go there and just hoha this thing and, and, and lateral it there? Why, why don't I become like Peter and, and I pull my sword and we start fighting? Why don't I react and show them that Lena, I'm a human being. Why don't I prove myself to be who I say I am? Is the honors upon me to prove myself to be who I say I am? I was listening to somebody saying, just now lately, at work, you know, accusation and, and all sorts of things. And I ask myself when I looked at this scripture, do you go in a state of proving yourself? Or do you go in a state of saying, do, which state do you go into? Because the natural person, the fleshly person, wants to react and say, but nah, I am like this. But there's no time of proving that. The master says, Translate. <laughs> Why? Because if you uproot if you uproot the roots have entangled 
under the ground where eyes cannot see for our pleasures. Hey, because I don't hit fleshly. Don't hit fleshly. When you hit fleshly, you are going to tie yourself. In a process of hitting, you are going to kill yourself. When you get to work and you are looking for that position, and you quite tooth and nail. You even forget about your family. You even forget about your friends. You forget about everything because you are putting everything towards this thing. When you get it, you leave a lot of mess behind. Because you fought with everything that is within you. And everything that is within you is tired. Says to them, at the time, I will tell the harvesters. Saints, as I close, Paul speaks this words. I have fought a good fight. I didn't fight any just fight. When they accused me, when the ship wrecked, when there were snakes found, and they were saying, this man might have a problem. When you have problems, people are saying you have a problem. The snake is busy biting when people are coming and saying, ah, well, now you have a problem. Did you get that? When you have problems, people are saying you have a problem. But you have a problem. But the owners start to become on your side to prove yourself that you don't have a problem. Maybe in that time, the or But you see, Paul didn't entertain to prove himself to them. Are you hearing me, saints? He says, I have fought a good fight. My fight was never to exalt myself Whatever happened, I stayed in my lane. Whatever happened, I spoke of Jesus. Whatever happened, I waited upon the Lord. The Bible says, He gives strength to the weary. He says, be still. When they were saying, shall we go and approve? He said, be still. Don't be don't 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 be alarmed. Don't be alarmed by what grows next to you. The good in you doesn't absorb you from the evil attacks. 
But why, Lord? I can hear the cry from the wheat. As it was entangled underground, trying to break through. As it was entangled. Trying to break through. Trying to come up. Because underground where you can see in the spirit there is war. Don't fight it physical. I want to leave you with this weight. Don't fight physical. Don't fight fleshly. If they don't like you, it's alright. If they don't like you, it's alright. Jesus loves you. Don't be drawn to the flesh fights. When you are at the level of a spirit. Are you hearing me, church? Don't fight battles that are spiritual. Fleshly. You will get tired. Ten years down the line, we won't be seeing you here at church. Because you are tired. Because you feel the church has not done you well. Because you feel God is not fair. Guess what would have happened? You would have uprooted yourself with the way destroying. Don't go on a mode of self-destruction. Young people, don't plant. Sorry, don't uproot. Don't do things that will catch up with you later. Don't do things that we will regret later. Don't allow the enemy to uproot you. He says, I'm Be still and know that I am the Lord. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Let your life be an exaltation. Let your life be God's show off. When God shows off, we'll take you from here. Put you here. That doesn't mean the enemy won't be firing. You know, when I was in Algeria and they were shooting the bombs. Okay, maybe the other bombs. Don't fight. Flesh.